this is Carrie Fullerton Professional Organizing and we have finished Thanksgiving weekend and now we're going to talk about a few things that probably need to get done before Christmas. Um, these are probably some things we probably could have talked about and tackled before Thanksgiving as well, uh, but we're going to talk about them now because sometimes um, we may not have had company at uh, Thanksgiving and we may have it for Christmas. So you, next year you can use these tips before Thanksgiving as well. But the first thing we're gonna talk about though is really Christmas related, not Thanksgiving related. And that is uh, Callie, uh, Brankfort. I really can't pronounce her last name, but it's capital B R A N C I F F O R T E, and she has a YouTube channel. Uh, but first coffee, I believe that's the uh, first coffee. I believe that's the name of it. But she talks about toy rotation. And I wanted to tackle the toys as a subject because Christmas is coming and usually kids get new toys for Christmas. So what I suggest before we get into Callie from First Coffee, um, you know, this may be a great time to declutter all the toys that your kids do not play with first. And you can let them help you. I never really let my kids help me only because I was afraid they were gonna keep all the toys that they didn't play with and they were gonna struggle with letting them go. But if you wanna you know, involve your children in teaching a teaching moment and help and have them help you declutter the toys that they don't use, the ones that are still in good shape that can be donated uh, to um, a charity or, uh, you know, or just let go to Goodwill or some other donation center, all right? But decluttering the toys before Christmas is a great idea. And another great idea might be to just pack up every toy that they own except for just a few that they can play with until Christmas. Maybe divide out the toys and that's where we're gonna come to um, Callie's idea. She loves toy rotation. And since they're fixing to uh, get a lot of toys possibly for Christmas, this is a good time to organize the to toys and plan out a system so that you can rotate your toys. She says that the idea for the toy rotation, uh, uh, letting your kid have access to a portion of their toys at a time and the rest stored where they can't reach it. When your kid has too many toys available, they can get bored of them. There's something called toy fatigue which basically means that their favorite toy can start to look like a boring piece of junk. Not to mention having too many toys out can also be overwhelming and often leads to less engaged play. 
Um, now, she was a teacher, and uh, I used to be a teacher, and this is done in the classroom as well. You know, I love books, so I had books for every season, uh, and, you know, teachers just love books. So I had so many books that I had to divide them out by season, and plus, every year, uh, my students, well, now, I didn't read the same stories to the same students, but I noticed from past years, certain books were students' favorites, and I enjoyed reading those same books every year because I knew that the kids would enjoy them, each class would enjoy them the same as the year before. So in the classroom, you divide out things so that kids can play with different things at different times of this year and it works in the classroom and it works in your in the kids bedrooms because also here's another tip um as a teacher you try to limit the things that are pulled out in your classroom so that when it does come to clean up before you go on to something more important like handwriting or math or etc it makes it easier to clean up these items when you don't have as many out at once and a lot of times if you have too many things the kids will pull them all out they don't limit they don't have a limit you have to limit them and it's the same within the classroom it you know if they have a toy box for example they can't see the toys at the bottom of the toy box so what do they do they usually dump the whole toy box out so that they can get to the things that they're looking for that may happen to be at the bottom of the toy box so she suggests not even having a toy box and I think that's a great idea I had them for my kids because one I still have the toy box my first toy box that was given to me um, when I was a kid and I have recycled it in my craft room as a coffee table and it holds crafts but my daughter used the toy box in her room for her toys now my son we did not have a toy box per se with him because what did we have I don't even remember what we had with my son I know that the two things he played with the most were cars and Legos. So we had a bin of Legos that we had a Lego table and then once he outgrew the Lego table, um, he just stored his Legos under in a bin under his bed. And, um, and the same with the um, cars. We just had a bin uh, for them. And you know what? I have to say, I'm struggling to remember what we did use for toy storage in my son's room. I just know that this toy box we used in my daughter's room um, until I used it here in the craft room. Um, but Callie suggests using a shelf 
and whatever can fit on the shelf is what they keep in their room. So now that, what kind of shelf depends on how many toys you want your kids to pull out and at once and how much you don't, you know, how big of a mess do you want it? You know, the big toy boxes were great when it came to cleanup because you could just throw everything in the same box. But if you limit the amount of toys that are on a shelf, then it's not as, um, it's not as time consuming for them to put the cars in the car container and the blocks in the block container. Now we're not talking about dividing out all the Lego blocks by color. Um, now some kids may love all their blocks and all their toys divided by color. And if that works for you, it does. But generally kids don't want to take the time to divide everything out by color every single time they clean up the blocks. So all the blocks go together in one container, all the cars go together in one container, all the like, like items or the played together items will go together. And she doesn't keep things in their original boxes. Um, she buys containers that can be stacked easily. The lids can be pulled off easily, but the lids can be snapped back on easily. So if the, it turns over, it doesn't just spill out as easy. Everything is geared to easy, easy cleanup. Now let's get back to some of her other ideas. By rotating toys, you keep the selection new, fresh, and concise. And here's where she talks about the shelf. She says, having a toy box is a nice idea in theory because you can throw all the toys in for easy cleanup. But it's not conducive to engaging play because your child can't easily see the toys at a glance and the pieces needed for each toy activity aren't always right together. In a on a toy shelf, the toys are presented in an easy, simple, decluttered way for your child. All the pieces needed for each toy are together to play, so play is easy. It's also low at your child's level. And of course, you want to, um, you want to screw those shelves into the wall. They have those little L brackets so you can use, so you can screw the shelves into the wall. So um, if you have a child that happens to pull on the shelves, they won't turn over easy. Um, if you put out the entire collection, then every day he'll pull them all down each day and you'll have to put them back up. So, now, the basic idea she follows is taking all like toys and putting them in plastic bins. Uh, and she labels them toys with wheels, building toys, fine motor skill toys. This makes putting away and finding toys during rotation easy. Um, she says rotation really helps to keep the toys from overwhelming the house as well. Only letting your kids have access to small portions of their toys at once. So I highly suggest finding a place to store the rest where kids can't get to them. 
she says she loves laundry mesh bags for toys with small itty bitty pieces because that keeps them all together. And we're going to go uh, over a few more ideas in a little bit. But she says, I always keep a small mat basket also near the play area. Going back to one big problem of kids' toys, which is that so many of them have so many little pieces <clears throat> that they roll under furniture. Somehow they accidentally uh, don't get picked up. So whenever I see a random toy lying around, I throw it in this little pieces basket. Then every few weeks, I take 10 minutes to bring this basket down where I store all the toys and place them back with the toys that they go with, you know, because sometimes they don't all get picked up when you're taking them for rotation. Um, so she says toy rotation. Um, okay, here is what she, she says. Here's a little review. Callie tackles the issue of kids' toys by giving uh, her favorite tips for keeping them organized as well as decluttering them. Toys should be visible and easily accessible. This helps promote independence. Uh, Callie says, I'm all for there being spaces in your home for your children, but you don't want to walk into a daycare-like atmosphere, so you still need a way for it to stay manageable for you. And I think that's important. That's the balance that we're really looking for. And here are some ways that she does that. When kids have access to too many toys, they get very overwhelmed and they don't tend to play as long with one toy. They bounce between this toy and that toy until they get toy fatigue. That is what we talked about at the beginning. Uh, toys will be much easier for the kids to put away themselves when there are fewer of them and they don't get overwhelmed. They don't look at all their toy mess and, and go, oh my gosh, you know, mom's making me clean my room. You know, when it's not an overwhelming mess, kids don't feel as overwhelmed when they're asked to clean their room. Having a missing piece basket, we just talked about. Don't let your kids have access to all their toys all of the time. Set up toy rotation. The amount of time between toy rotation will vary. Watch your kids and you will be able to tell when they are getting tired with the toys that they have. When they start looking like they're bored or start saying, Mom, I'm bored. <laughs> or maybe it's when they ask for a new set of toys and they tell you themselves that they're bored. Now, another thing is she decants the toys into cohesive bins or containers for easier storage and a more cohesive look. Clear bins are best so that the contents can be seen because you know, it's sometimes hard to get everything back into the box. You know, you it's like a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, putting it back in the box and then the boxes get torn up over time and they just don't all fit as nicely and cohesively on the shelves so and then she says uh, for puzzles and game boxes often puzzle and game boxes come apart easily store them in mesh bags 
you can save the instructions and or a picture of the puzzle to keep in the bag. They can then be stored vertically or filed. You know, just cut the tops of, off of the puzzle boxes and the tops off of the game boxes or just the instructions off of the game box and put that in. Use toy rotation as time to declutter. Get rid of toys that are broken or missing pieces. Okay, so she uses toy rotation. Too many toys at once uh, causes overwhelm, especially when it comes to picking them up. Um, and my suggestion is just divide all their toys by three different groupings because in December, that's going to be the fourth group. All those new toys, that's the only thing that you want them to play with in December um, is all their new toys. So you have to set that as the fourth rotation. Uh, and that's it for this one. This is a... Uh, a short one. Now the rest of this week we're going to be talking a lot about cleaning. I know that I'm a professional organizer. I'm not a uh, housekeeper, but um, some of this will be very, very helpful. That's why we're tackling it now because these are some of the things that uh, after Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving <laughs> made its own mess that had to be cleaned up and now we may be having a whole different uh, set of entertainment and parties and lots of different individuals for Christmas that we wouldn't have had for Thanksgiving in our homes. So let's go ahead and start tackling some of the deep cleaning and, and cleaning things that need to be done before Christmas. All right, that's what we're going to tackle the rest of the week. So I will see you tomorrow on the next one. Thank you for watching.